0: welcome back to talking bs we are live in studio in knoxville tennessee tonight
1: uh this is brandon lancaster and i'm once again joined by seth what's up everybody looking forward to it how's everybody doing or i hope everybody's doing well tonight uh it's fun to be together again to have a live show again i think it sounds a little better i think last week sounded better and it's obviously more fun being able to do this together and kind of go back and forth a little easier. A little more back and forth, yeah.
0: it's a, We're like typical talking heads now that we're both in the same room together. But yeah, we had a great time talking last week about some college basketball, and we're still right in the midst of the tournament, uh, and we're still having a blast watching that. And we could go on and on about talking college basketball again, but we hit on it a little bit at the end of last week's show.
1: And it's baseball season, it folks. It's baseball season. It's baseball season. We can't, opening day was Thursday. The Yankees had a loss today, but they looked good on Thursday on opening day. So it's baseball season. Yes. Yeah, we just
0: can't ignore the fact that opening day is here and baseball season's finally back. Like I think I view our sports almost like kind of like the food pyramid. And I, I I assign each one of the different sports that I like into different areas of the food pyramid, I like to think of football as like my meats, my proteins, because mm-hmm. that's like the funnest part to eat. Uh, it's it's just it's, it, but it's also not really always good for me. Uh, I think of basketball as kind of the carbs. Every once in a while, I just like to engorge myself on basketball. But what sustains us, the fruits and vegetables, that's baseball. Yep, that, that that is our baseball, the national pastime. Our day in day out, I can count on baseball almost. Every day of the season, I can just sit down, MLB network, turn it on, got a game, some content, and
1: I love it. Listen, I, 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 we hear all the time about all these rules that need to get changed in baseball. And, you know, baseball is too long. It's too boring. You're not going to hear any of that from us. Um, you may, We may come up with some fun rules. We may think need to get changed. But overall, especially me, I think me even more so than Brandon, I'm a baseball purist. Yeah. I love it. I could watch it all day. You're never gonna hear me say it's boring. Uh, I like a 109 game just as well as I do a 10 game and uh, I'm just excited that it's here. I'm obviously go Yankees all the way. I hope we win our 28th title uh, this year come October but you know we're just gonna kind of kind of talk different storylines of baseball. I know some I predictions, some predictions. Uh, talk some transactions, maybe just just everything. We're that has just to getting do with you ready for
0: the season. And
1: I know we have a few listeners. Everybody's that, still focused on college basketball; they haven't got geared up for it. We're going to get them geared up for that's it. That's right. That's right. So I want you to enjoy the rest of the tournament, but I'm going to put that little itch on you that it's baseball season. I know we have some listeners that texts me every weekend or every week I can already we do it. smell
0: the grass
1: now, like the grass is cut, the dirt. The sound of the bat yeah. coming off the ball. And I know we have some listeners, like I said, that are baseball fans, so they're going to enjoy this. So, Brandon, where do you want to start with this? Well, I want to start with a little bit of disappointment because I was convinced that this was the year
0: the Yankees might run the table all year long, and then just on day two they've hit their first – well, I, I think
1: I think what it was is they wanted to get rid of the pressure of losing a game early. Yeah. So I, I can see it's going one sixty and two or one sixty one one now. Yeah. Um, we got the Bash brothers in the middle with with Stanton and Judge, and then uh, Luke Voigt, who looks like he could lift the house. Uh, God, he's a big he's kid. He's a big dude. We got some up. We got some new starting pictures. We have maybe the best bullpen in the history of baseball. I'm looking forward to it. It gives me a lot of reason to be excited about Yankees baseball. But like I said, we're gonna try to talk about other things besides yeah. the Yankees. But we'll probably keep coming back to that. Yeah, to we won't bury the lead, but we'll do some predictions later. I think
0: I, I think we may have already given away a strong lean, but we'll we'll get to that towards
1: the end. Um, but, but going back before we go on anything else, we've already had history made. We're we're Ooh. we're a couple of days into the season. We in opening day, we've already had some history. Uh, to all you Dodgers fans, congratulations! You all set the opening day record for most home runs on opening day with eight. And I actually got to watch a lot of that game, mm-hmm. and you all made Zach Greinke look like a little league pitcher. And it was it was impressive to watch. It was fun to watch, and um, I. The Dodgers are one of those teams that's going to be in the mix all year, and, and you know, that we'll probably see late in October. But yeah. speaking of the Dodgers,
0: we were talking about this earlier. Who did you finally say had the prettiest swing in baseball now? We we can't say King Griffey Jr. anymore because he's Man. retired. It's, Who's got almost, sw-
1: it's almost unfair not to say King Griffey even though he's, he's retired. Gone. But I think just the sweetest swing that looks so smooth and effortless is Cano. But. Um, uh, it's just something weird about left-handers. Right. Like, lefties have just nicer swings. But Man. me and you both bag right-handed. Yeah. And uh, not that we had a, be- a good swing no. regardless, but lefty swings are just so nice. And I-, I guess I'd go with Cano. I don't like him anymore because he left the Yankees and, you know, in us prom, but he's back in New York on the other side of New York. But yeah. I, I guess Queens. I'd go Cano. Cano's go Cano. got a beautiful swing. I t- the
0: swing that I like and the reason why it was with the Dodgers, when it connects, it is the most beautiful thing is Cody Bellinger. Like, I just lo- – he's got the – he's so tall and Well, long. It, kinda, it looks like Griffey. It kind of yeah, looks like Griffey. He's got the upward finish. He's yeah. got the high finish. He looks – I mean, it looks terrible on most pitches because he strikes out so much. But if he connects on one, it is such a – it's a thing of beauty. Uh, let's start with the – just as far as the conversation, the first thing I want to talk about, we had – Kind of a weird off season as far as free agency go, goes. It started out really slow. We still have some free agents that are still out there. Maybe the
1: second best closer in the game is not on a team right now. I mean, that's just weird to say. You wouldn't think – I mean, Kevin Durant's probably the second best player in most people's eyes in the NBA – it would be so crazy to see him not on a team at the start of the NBA season because of free agency. But Craig Kimbrell, still not on a team. Dallas Keuchel, still not on a team. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with two players. You know, Machado and Harper for three months took up – Baseball talk. They were waiting to set the market. One of those guys had to sign before the market could be set. And then
0: Mike Trout just laughed in their face. So out of all – and we can use people who signed extensions or trades or free agent signees. Out of all the movement that happened on the offseason, which one do you think is going to long-term or if you want to do short-term, give us the biggest impact? What's going to end up being when we look back five years from now as being the best
1: move? I think this is kind of – a cop-out answer, maybe the easy way out. I really think it's Mike Trout, just because uh, they play in L.A. They're in L.A. or in Anaheim, wherever you want to call it. They're in California. Mm -hmm. He's the best player in baseball. I think five years from now, he's still going to be the best player in baseball. So, with them being in L.A., I think it'll be easier for them to attract free agents knowing that he's going to be there in the long term. Um I just think he's not going to cause any distractions. You know, if anything, he's like the guy that, you know, is, is, is going to be almost too quiet for he's baseball. Almost, he's almost too boring. And, he's uh, like Jimmy
0: Johnson was for NASCAR. Yeah, yes.
1: so I, I think that's probably the best move just because I think they've been down for so long. He's still not won a playoff game. Uh, he has more playoff – or he has more MVPs and he has playoff wins. But I, I think that's the best move just because anytime you can lock down the hands-down best player in a sport – and none of the other moves, like Harper to the Philly Phillies, like you never know. Harper is just like – he's like the most charismatic player, and he's the most marketable player and probably the most exciting player when he's playing really good just because he's so much fun. Yeah. But he, you just never know what to expect. Yeah, if he could, so, if he could ever put it all together, he's, and, he would be – I he really, just never put it all together. And either. going like to Machado, I think Machado is just going to disappear in San Diego. Like – We'll we'll see him at the All Star game, and then we won't see him again. You know, for six months. Having three hundred million dollars in San Diego, there's a worse situation. You can it's be nice, in. but as far as a baseball team yeah. or a baseball move, I know. don't know if he, yeah, he, for the next ten
0: years, I think it'll be tough for him to. Be in the center of the baseball world. I don't. I don't see them in the running for a world. They do have the top farm system in the in the league right
1: now. They've been mm-hmm. talking
0: about their farm system. So, if Manny, you know, is still an elite player in five years, they bring in all their young people. They could have a situation like the Astros or the Cubs did a couple years
1: ago. See, my thing Going with Machago, to- uh, real quick, is I don't think – I think you can win – obviously, I think you can win a title with Mike Travis, your best player. I think you can win a title with Bryce Harper as your best player, even though they haven't proven it yet. I don't think you can win a World Series with Manny Machago as oh, your best player. I disagree because, like, with, with baseball, the, you
0: need the core more than you need the one. I mean that you. No one can. I mean Barry Bonds never won a title. Baseball is the the one sport where you don't have to have that championship to cement your legacy because it's it's such a team sport more than football. Well, I, I guess more than basketball, more than any of the other sports. It you, you an individual can only do so much. But if you have that guy, you know that can potentially give you. You know Manny Machado is a guy that can maybe add six, ten wins in a season on his own just from. RBIs at a key time, making a play at a key time. I guess –
1: and that's right. That's true. That's true. Where, you know, LeBron has almost single-handedly won a few tiles the last few years. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, I could see people going to Philadelphia to play with Bryce. I could see people going to L.A. to play with Mike Trout. I don't see people just drooling over going to the Padres to play with Machado. Like, they may want to play in San Diego, but I can't be like, oh, man, Machado is – the greatest teammate ever, so people are gonna want to come there all the time. Yeah, and they, again,
0: they may not get a lot of uh, top line free agents, If they can add some veterans, and if they can, if their farm farm system is good as they are. Touting it to be. Yeah, they have the number one prospect that started opening game for Fernando Tatis Jr. If you just got to time it right, like specifically with baseball, like kind of the way the (laughs) blueprint that people have used is like, let's get enough of these young players and then mix them specifically with maybe some veteran pitching and just have it all kind of come together at the right time. That's exactly what the Cubs did. That's exactly what the Astros did. Even the Red Sox, even though they have some big high-dollar free agents, that's what they did as well. The thing, going back to Mike Trout real quick, you mentioned about being in L.A. I think that they probably paid over-market value for him, even though he's the best player in baseball. But because it's L.A., I think you hit the nail on the head. The Angels are, at best, maybe the sixth biggest show in town. You've got the Lakers. You've got the Clippers even now that are bigger. You've got the Dodgers. You've got the Rams. You might say the Chargers are ahead of them as well. Depending on, I mean, I mean the
1: Kings, the hockey team. You know, I don't know how big hockey is there. I know, like, I know it's
0: big. It's but big. I mean,
1: and they've won a few titles like like the last decade. So I mean, I mean I think they won an eleven or something UCLA like that. basketball, USC I mean, football. USC I mean, there's football. a lot of there's a lot of big brands there,
0: and the Angels are 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 sitting in the backseat as far as the brand. Yeah. So if they can have the best player in their sport be the face of their, their organization that helps them putting butts in the seats. Uh, and you were talking about like, you know, Ken, Ken, we were talking about winning championships and with baseball, like no one's arguing that uh, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. And like you said, he's never won a playoff series or playoff game. You know, if if that was, if we were talking about LeBron James or talking about, you know, uh, you know, Andrew Locker, whoever, whatever other sport, if, if the thing was they've been so good in the regular season for the past six years but have never, you know, had any success in the playoffs, they would be dogging them like crazy. And really, they're just begging people to get uh, some help for Trout. Right. So, like, I, I, I think that is a – it was a half to move. Whatever the, Whatever the number was to keep Trout there, the Angels basically had to do it. But I'm gonna am I'm gonna kind of go under the radar. The signing that whenever I saw it come across the ticker that I, I kind of raised my eyebrows and said, "Wow, that makes so much sense." Is Paul Goldschmidt going to the St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, yeah. Like I think if you were to go to like a police sketch artist and just describe what a St. Louis Cardinal star player should look and behave like, the artist would draw Paul Goldschmidt. Like that's that's the type of person. He's just a low key guy. No one thinks of him as a superstar, but if you look back at what he's done the last four or five years, there's very few people, Mike Trout excluded, that have his type of numbers. He's yeah, like, he's he hit
1: a, three home runs yesterday.
0: He has MVP-type numbers every year. He's never won the MVP, if I'm remembering right. But, oh, no. But he has MVP-type numbers every year. And the Cardinals, I mean, in my mind, they are the second franchise in baseball. There's the Yankees, and then the next biggest franchise are the St. Louis Cardinals. And, and I equate the Cardinals almost kind of – they're like kind of like the Green Bay Packers, so to speak, of baseball in the sense that they're not the biggest brand where the Cowboys are the biggest brand, but they're that brand – where they're in a smaller market and you can't throw a rock anywhere in the country and not hit a St. Louis Cardinals yeah, fan. They they're, they're the they're show just, in town. They're yeah. they're just I mean they they have such passionate fans. The the fans are everywhere. They're an organization that typically does things the right way and they've been not terrible. They haven't been, you know, cellar dwellers, but they have not made the playoffs the last 3 years and that just seems like the type of move in a really difficult division. That could maybe put them over the, over the top, I'm thinking like in the next couple of years, we may look back at that trade for getting Goldschmidt as being a turnaround point to get the Cardinals back into discussion
1: well I mean you, you can tell I mean to brag on the Cardinals even more you can tell what kind of organization they are is when i don't know how six seven ish years ago they lost hands down the best player in the world, and they made they, the right they, call they there. just picked up right where they left off and just kept getting players kept. Right. You know, using their farm system, you know, pick, picking up the right players, trading for the right players, and just kept going. Yeah, uh, They so- made sure not to buy high with Pujols whenever he
0: left. If they would have pit, spent that 10-year big-time money on him, you know, at this point they they would be been – you know, their hands would kind of be tied and specifically in the National League
1: trying to pay somebody like that that really can't play a position anymore – they, that was a hard, hard decision, but they made the right call there. So we've mentioned this a few times already, or mentioned the 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 phrase or the word or the letters uh, MVP. So Brandon, who is your NL and AL MVP two game? Who's your prediction to after two games of the season?
0: Man, man, and this
1: is saying everybody's going to be healthy. And all Everybody's going to so. be
0: healthy. I. <sighs> I'm going for my NL like I've thought about it a lot and again just because I like the fit and I'm I, I promise this won't be the Paul Goldschmidt show I, I really think that he's been close the last few years if if a lot of it's gonna depend on how how can I give you three names sure my my I, Goldschmidt's gonna be my pick if I have to make a pick i mean I am a big fan of Bryce Harper in the sense that as far as his talent and his passion.
1: He it, needs to have a big
0: year. It, it's he's a high risk, high reward guy. If he puts everything together, even if it's close, he's going to get the nod just because of the name and the location and stuff. He would be in that conversation. And then the kid from out uh, from Atlanta, uh, the rookie of the year last year. Um, oh yeah, um, uh, Acuna? Acuna. Yeah, Acuna. Acuna. He's a guy that I would I wouldn't be surprised at all if he came home with the NL MVP. Uh, the, for the AL, I am hoping against hope that it's either Stanton or Judge because if either Stanton or Judge wins it that means that we've had a, a really year. really good year the safe pick is Mike Trout uh he's going to be poised to have another big year all the pressure is going to be off him mean, he just signed you know his legacy contract uh he's a really really obvious one i can't pick anybody for the um uh, for the Red Sox. I'll tell you another sleeper pick for that AL MVP that I, I kind of like is Bregman, Alex Bregman. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he is, uh, he's really, I think probably the heart and soul of that Houston team who's going to be really, really good this year. And is going to spend a lot of time in first place. If he has a remotely good year, I think that, you know, he's going to be in that conversation too.
1: Well, for my email, you know, I have, I'm going to give you a couple of names too in both of them. Um, I think if I had to make a pick right now, put some money down, I think it's another guy who was a free agent. Um, I guess a, a, like they, they gave him an extension. They, were getting, they didn't sign him, but they gave him an extension. It was Nolan Arenado with the yeah. uh, Rockies. He's going to put up big numbers yeah, in Colorado. Got- nice. I think him signing and not having to worry about where he was going to go on free agency is going to take a lot of stress off of him because yeah. there was a lot of rumors of him going to LA after this season, so I think that's going to make his life a little less stressful. Yeah, as so long as he, they, as long as they don't stay in last place. On yeah, that yeah, if that, it, that, I it, think or that's, that's a big Or if part. the
0: voters don't judge him for for saying, you know, sometimes they won't want to vote for an MVP right. that's on a bad team.
1: And then the guy who I think is my sleeper and. It's he's on he's going to be on a team that's going to win. We mentioned him already, the Dodgers, and it's Seager from the Dodgers, Corey oh, yeah. Seager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he he was hurt all of last year with a hip injury. Uh, they still were very competitive. Obviously, they you know they made it to the World Series. Got B again, yeah. but I think he can be the guy who can put up some good numbers. He's good defensively. He's good offensively. I could see him hitting you know three thirty or so, and if he could hit you know three thirty three forty, and maybe hit you know. Thirty home runs or something like that. He's just my sleeper. I like the way he plays. He he's he's extremely talented. He's on a good team. Going to the AL, I'm kind of in the same boat as Brandon. Uh, if I had to put money down, I'm going to say Aaron Judge. Uh, that's kind of wishful uh, that'd thinking. That would be so awesome. Uh, just mm. because I think he's going to hit 40 home runs. He he usually hovers around 270, 280 in his average. If he could get that average up to above 300, oh, still hit those 40 home runs, still have 120 RBIs. Yeah. If he bats 300, he may hit 60 home But runs. some other names to look at, you know, you're going to have Trout, obviously. He's mm-hmm. going to be in the top three, top five, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, a down year for Mike Trout is finishing like, Third in the MVP voting, uh, you know the Red Sox have a bunch of guys, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Judge. I'm gonna say Trout's gonna be right there in the mix, and then um, and and then a name that uh, I'm gonna throw out um, that you it's the same team as your kind of sleeper was was uh, either. They're both good. I don't know which one to go with as my uh, sleeper, but both George Springer and Correa for the for the Astros, yeah. I just think they're uh, super talented. So either one of them I could see having a big run. They're just kind of people who are kind of under the radar because they kind of get overlo- or overlooked because of Jose Altuve, Justin Verlinger on that team, even yeah. Bregman. Yeah. Uh, so, so those are kind of my picks. So let's move on. What about Cy Young? Do you have Ooh, a, Cy Cy young? Young. You uh, do a Cy Young pick, real quick? Yeah, we can go Cy Young. Um for uh, it's a tough one for the NL I'm going to go the same team as mm-hmm. the guy who won it last year but a different player and I think if he throws his best stuff I think he has the best stuff in baseball right now and that's Noah Syndergaard uh he pitched mm. it, he pitched today uh, and I, I, they got the uh, they they lost. I, I think they ended up losing. Yeah. But I think uh, he's got the best. You know, if he can stay healthy, he throws at 100 miles an hour. All he's time. got nasty stuff. He's a big guy, big athletic guy. If he can just stay healthy, I think he could be real poised to make a Cy Young, uh, a Cy Young rung. Uh right. Scherzer is gonna be right there. He's gonna pitch really good. Degrom's gonna pitch really good. Yeah. Uh, Al. It's 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 such it's it's gonna be a boring answer just because he's there every year it seems like and you know everyone just keeps thinking he was past his prime five years ago. Yeah. But I'm gonna say Verlander. I mean Verlander's so consistent. He uh, he just it just seems like he just is always just getting the job done. Whether if it takes twelve K's he gets twelve strikeouts that game. If it takes you know him kind of grinding it out, he he seems like the type of guy that can grind it out. He's kind of got. Uh, I think I don't know if it was last year, or the year before last. I think he kind of got he should have he won got it. Hosed when and he the, didn't r- win it. Porcello won it, and uh, so I I think he I think he's got one more left in him. So that's kind of my pick is who I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Verlander. Verlander is a good
0: pick, and like it, we were talking about this the other day. Uh, I think a watershed moment for the for the Yankees a couple years ago was at the trade deadline in uh, 17 whenever they were trying to s- the sure up their starting pitching and Verlander was floating there. They didn't want to invest in making the trade for Verlander, and they traded for Sonny Gray, and then Houston went and got Verlander. I think if they would have made that trade – Then we lost to Houston and Then we seven. lost in Houston. I think if they would have made that trade, the Yankees would be back-to-back World Series champions at this time because it would have weakened Houston and strengthened the Yankees. And then having a front-end ace-type starting pitcher is one of the big things that held us back and put us a step behind the Red Sox last year. So that was a big watershed moment. I think Verlander's got as good a shot as anybody. But uh, in the AL, I'm going to give kind of a curveball answer because I've thought about it for a while. And uh, the guy that I could see having almost kind of like a Verlander-esque year from a couple years ago, a magical-type year, Corey Kluber, he's a Cy Young Award winner before. But the way I think it's going to happen – And I, I, am hoping that he stays in the American League for this to happen. I bet he stays just good enough throughout the year. But I think Cleveland could fall apart this year, and then at the trade deadline, a contender goes after him, and then maybe he wins like ten games. And hopefully,
1: they contingers and pinch strikes. Yeah,
0: like, but I can see that he just looks like somebody who's primed. Like, if the Indians start falling apart, they're going to start selling their assets. He's their biggest asset. He goes to uh, another contender in the AL. If he's already been pitching and having a good year, I could see him just dominating that second half, having something to pitch for, winning the Cy Young in the AL. Uh, in the NL, I'm going to say Max Scherzer just to make this point. Uh, I think there's other guys that can win it, but I really just wanted to bring up the fact that I, when I was doing some research getting ready for this episode, you know, it's kind of like, you know, kind of the way we say that Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. We kind of just. Just accept the fact that uh, Clayton Kershaw is the best pitcher, and I'm still—I'm not going to make a strong argument. But if you look over the past seven years or so. If there's anybody that has a, a reason to argue against Clayton Kershaw, it's Max Scherzer. Especially he, after last he year. He is the only, he is the horse and in, in as far as starting pitchers go. like I think he's the only guy, maybe Verlander, maybe CeCe Sabathia. There's not many guys that we could lift from today's game and throw into the 1980s. And still be able to play the way they're playing. I he, think
1: the only two that could, he,
0: pitcher-wise, is Verlander and Scherzer. I mean, he is just, he just eats up innings. He th- he's a power pitcher. Stays healthy. He stays healthy. That arm just, just doesn't quit. He's uh, He pitches big in big games. It's a shame that he's been on two different franchises while they've been like playoff contenders and just never been able to break through. He was so close with the Tigers. And again, they've had multiple years with the Nationals, been so close, but you look at just the last, I mean, they've been head to head for the Cy Young's last few years and, and Scherzer's had just as good a stuff, if not better. And he's a healthier guy. He is, he's a bulldog as far as not being afraid to, to go, you know, go into a fight with you. And I, I, if I were if I had 1 year and I was either going to get to have Serger or um, Kershaw I think I would I would I'd take Max. Um uh, where going what 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 were you going where were you leading this next? You know? Uh I mean I think what's
1: left is is
0: the World Series. Well let me let me slide one more thing in there cuz we uh, this is where I thought you were going to go with it. You mentioned it earlier that you're you're the purist. You're uh-huh. a little bit more old school,
1: right? I am, uh, and it seems you know. Since I'm the oldest one, I should be the old man. But I, I but there was a, there was a show that used to come on. It was like Fox, or I don't know what it came on exactly. It was like called Baseball's Golden Years. And mm-hmm. It was like get, it was like Alex Baldwin was the narrator. Yeah, and I was like 12 years old. I used to love watching the show, hearing about Ebbets Field, and hearing about. You know, Mickey Mantle. So, I'm, you know, I'm definitely the baseball purist. I think I know where you're going with this topic, but... I appreciate uh, the history, and I, I've spent a, specifically my childhood looking at baseball cards
0: and watching games and hearing stories from our dad. Like, I, I love the history of the game. Uh, one of the things that baseball is going to have to do if in 50 years it's going to still be as popular is they're going to have to change with the times the same way the NFL's changed, the same way basketball's changed. Like, if you think about the NFL if they had like football purists that would have put their foot in the ground and said hey we're not changing this game there's no way the NFL is the most popular sport in America if quarterbacks aren't throwing the ball 40 times a game if if all we're seeing are these you know 10 to 6 games every weekend and you're just running the ball in the ground like the what do you call it the, the 3 yards in a cloud of dust if that was how the NFL still was it wouldn't be the most popular sport. So the, the games have to evolve with the times and with the athletes. Athletes are so talented now. But what the question I was going to ask you obviously baseball is making some changes and some adjustments. They're trying to make the game quicker, more exciting, more accessible. If you were the commissioner in baseball, give me a cool idea that you could you know, present to baseball uh, as a way to try to make the game a little more exciting, bring in some new fans, and keep our current fans. I
1: think the, the thing, the only thing I can think of, there's two things that bother me. I don't guess I'm going to think of like a new... You're going to have more creative ideas. But the two things that bother me the most, and it's one of them is easily avoidable. It's just people learning how to hit to both directions of the field. I hate the shift. I hate people... I hate the talks of four outfielders. I hate... The shift on the right side or the Old left man. side. Get off my yard. Yeah, well, I'm just telling you, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't like it, but it's easily avoidable if people just learn to hit the other way. But I don't like that. And but the the thing that I would think I would change. You know what?
0: That's math's fault, or right? you know that math. Yeah, math yeah. came in and ruined. something yeah, exactly. Else, but
1: but the thing I would change is the amount of relievers that are used over and over and over. It's like, all right, ahead. You're gonna face one batter. You're done. I think I like the rule, and like I've heard it thrown around, is maybe you have to face a minimum of three batters, which, uh, which I like. So that's the rule I'm going to stick with. I'm going to be boring on this topic because I, I love baseball the way it is. I've heard people say, let's make the game seven innings like high school. I hate that. That mm-hmm. just throws out, like, com- that makes it a completely different game. That ruins all the records. You're never going to see any records being broken anymore. Uh, oh, okay. I just don't, I don't like that uh, at all for people who are listening. So if you're listening, you know, the major league office, don't do that. Uh, so I guess the thing that I want to change. Yeah. I I guess the thing I would want to change is, is the relievers make it where they have to face a minimum of three hitters. Yeah. We were talking about it before an idea that I kind of liked was you could use as
0: many relievers as you wanted to, but whoever started the inning should have to finish the inning. Uh, unless there was injury. Like I think that any pitcher, you know, should have enough innings in their arm to uh, finish it, any, anyway. but that's not going to be my pick. I have, I have much uh, more interesting ideas than that. I don't hate the idea, like, specifically during the regular season. I think during the playoffs, those should obviously be nine inning games. I don't have any problem with that at all. Uh, but, you know, if it was during the during the regular season, maybe during the week. Oh, goodness. Uh, He's going you know, to say seven. Years, if you did goodness. that, just, you know, just to, for the regular season, it does change the game because you can have, you know – you don't use as many pitchers. You I'm don't need... sorry, baseball purists who are listening. You know, to right that's now. not my favorite idea, though. This My idea that is a winner, and it, the purist needs to just stop, just hit stop now, go do something else, go watch basketball. Yeah, I may do the same thing. It, this is the, It's a brilliant idea, and it would work. Like, if you're watching a baseball game, people who like baseball, you're turning on a game. You just got home from work. You turn on the game, and the inning's about to to end. And what's the thing you look at? You look at who's up, who's up. Now, if if the thing that said who's up says Bryce Harper or if it says Mike Trout, if it says Aaron Judge, you're not going to go take a shower yet. You're going to sit down because you want to see them hit. Any other sport we watch, if you watch a basketball game, you're watching the Lakers. LeBron James has the ball in his hand almost every possession. And the reason why is that's that he's who you came to see. You want to watch the best players. What I think would be a cool idea, and it would throw record books out of the – you know, everybody have to throw the record book. We'd have to start over with records, is at the beginning of every inning, the coach can send in, send in whatever lineup they want. So if you want to start top of your order at the beginning of every inning, let them do it. If that means that Bryce Harper gets nine at-bats in a game or more if you bat around an inning – who cares the other team gets to do that too? That means that your best players get to be involved every inning you get more exposure with the superstars i don't other than the fact that it's going to ruin records other than the fact that it might make you know the scores go up because you're going to have your top and stuff and it would change the strategy so much like if you had an inning where or if you had a lineup where you had top of the line guys you know your your you're bottom four in the lineup. Then They may not even bat that game or bat very, very little, so they could be just defensive specialists, and then you can have three, four sluggers in the front of it. But anyway, if I, if I knew that I was going to watch a game and I got to watch Mike Trout hit nine times, it would be must-see TV every inning. I'm nauseous just having to listen to that,
1: and that's probably the third time I've heard about that. So I've been nauseous. I've talked about it so much because it dawned on me. If, If you're out there listening, if you have social media, I want you to message me something and tell me your thought. Comment on our post. Something and tell me whose side you're on on this. If you're on branding side, it makes side, so much where sense. Where you want to be with the the new age people, where if it, you know if you don't like you're the split idea, streaming it with uh what's what's that game you were talking about? Earlier? Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. You split stream the baseball game with your Fortnite game. Then yeah. you're with branding. If you're with me, you're watching the game. You're sitting down. You're enjoying it. You like seeing Alex Alex Bregman bat. we would never have. I've discovered Alex Bregman if it wasn't for this. But you they, could. Would, they would just hit Jose Altuve. Uh, and then Springer and Correa, we never hear about Bregman. But, you know, well, can, he's the guy that plays third base for the Astros. Yeah.
0: But uh, still, I, for the people who disagree with me, and I, I know there's – Me it, included. This is not going to go over, and they're never going to do it. But but it makes so much sense. That, the way I led with the story is 100% true. You look at who's up next whenever the inning's over, and everybody gets excited when it's the top of the order. Everybody gets excited when it's the you know the star players that are about to come up, if that was every inning, I just I just think it would be more exciting. I think the game would be more fun to watch, and that's what it is. It's a game. It's supposed to be fun. I, I think it makes so much sense, and I don't know. Again, it can't work, and that it's not that ridiculous.
1: It's pretty ridiculous.
0: It's not that ridiculous. Think about it when we when you were kids and you were playing backyard wiffle ball. Everybody got to bat every inning. I know that we're not giving out participation trophies, but it's not the weirdest
1: concept. Dad, I know you're listening. Wayne Lancaster, I'm, I'm officially taking over as your favorite son after that. After that three-minute spill of him ruining the game of baseball, I'm glad that I can finally say I'm your favorite son. I'm telling song. you, it,
0: when little wayne little Dennis, was watching baseball back in the 60s, if he had an opportunity to watch Mantle and Maris bat every inning, he'd have been glued to the TV. He may have, but that's not how they started. it. Yeah, that's not how they started. It. Well, they never—they didn't start football throwing it forty times a game. But we all so love you that just now. Just want to
1: make basketball with LeBron they, and, and KD. Just what go about one the, on one what, for about four the what about the what about
0: the three-point shot? Like that was not—that was something that was entered later. But that's everybody's, everybody's still
1: training. involved though. It's yeah. still a team. Well, it's well, still a team. Everybody game. still plays the
0: field. Mister
1: Cross Country and Track. where you only you, focusing on one guy? Well, but you—you you, you they, they It's not
0: they just bat three people. You start. You can start. At the top of the order, beginning of every inning, it changes the strategy. If you if you have a really good top of the order,
1: boom. If you don't want to watch pitchers bat, boom. All right, World Series picks. I can't let's, I can't listen to let's, it anymore. Let's do
0: let, with hit me with uh, who's your pick in each division? Okay. Uh, and uh, who's who's going to win the AL, NL, and who, who's your so, wild
1: cards as well? Yeah, I mean, specifically if, if. Uh, we're going to go – I'll start in the NL. Uh, the NL – I'm going to go NL East. I'm going to say the Phillies – we watched some of the Phillies today, and their lineup is just impressive if yeah. you look at it. I mean, yeah. they would have a tough time with Branding's idea of who they were going to bag every inning because it's an impressive-looking lineup. Mm. Uh, they've got – I think they're the first team to ever sign – uh, three All-Stars from the year before. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to go with the Phillies in the East. In the Central, I just think that they're going to keep it going for one more year. I really think this is going to be the last year for Joe Maddon. I think you're going to see the old Yankees manager as their manager next year, Joe Girardi, because I don't think they'll win the World Series. But I'm going to go with the Cubs in the Central. Uh, Cardinals fans, I'll get back to you. But in the West, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. The Dodgers just have – they just have too much – their lineup is dangerous, you know, one through nine. They have they have uh, one of the best closers in the game. They have uh, if if Kershaw comes back, they have one of the best starters in the game, and the rest of the ro- rotation is pretty solid too. Uh, as far as the wild card, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I guess they're right there every year. Plus, they they had the big signing of Goldschmidt, which we talked about, and then. The other team that I think is going to come out of the wild card, I think the Braves are really young and they're really good, and I think Mm -hmm. they're going to be right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think they're one of the teams that I've heard maybe go after Kimbrel, which is still out there, maybe go after Dallas Keuchel. So they're kind of – they could still make some more noise. So that's my NL. My AL – AL Central – it's such a bad division, I think. That's uh, the worst division in baseball. Um, I mean, the Indians is the easy, easy answer, mm-hmm. but I'm going to switch it up just because uh, I'm going to say the Twins. I'm just going to say the Twins because uh, I think, like Brandon said, I think the Indians are probably going to fold this year. They're going to kind of start out slow. I could be wrong, and uh, they're going to kind of try to start rebuilding a little bit. So I'm going to say the Twins there, uh, and then I'm going to say the AL West – Uh, It's tough to go against the Astros. I'm going to go with Houston, um, the AL East, which is the best division in baseball. Uh, I'm going to go with the Yankees, uh, the Wild Card. I'm going to go Red Sox, and I will go – ooh, it's a tough one. Definitely going from the Central – Heck, I'll say, I'll say the Angels. I'm going to say the, maybe Trout. Just This is Trout's year that he has some help. So I will say the Angels is the other wild card. I don't think they'll make any noise. But, you know, at least get the best player in the game in, in the playoffs. Maybe that's wishful thinking. But uh, at least he has that one game where, you know, he can maybe make it some noise. Um, AL champs, it's, it's a homer pick, but I'm going to go with the Yankees. NL champs. This one's tough because I have two teams. I'm really bouncing back and forth. But I, I'm going to say the Dodgers, I just think maybe mm, one more three year. years in a row. One more year of Kershaw getting them there maybe or a Kershaw-leg Dodgers team getting there. But mm. I think through the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s, I think they're going to lose three years in a row. And I think our Pink Stripes are going to bring home number 28. Mm,
0: I like it. I like it. I am – I a the well, I'll start with the AL. The AL is as top heavy as any division or any, any league in sports as I, I, I can remember, other than maybe, you know, some of the years with basketball when you've had just like when you just had the LeBron team in the East. But there you have three teams in the AL this year that are head and shoulders or should be head and shoulders ahead of everyone else just as far as talent level, name recognition, everything like that. You have the Red Sox. You have the Yankees and you have the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think there's four. Before you go on, I'm sorry, to interrupt. But before you go on, I think there's four great teams in baseball. Those three you just named, and then the Dodgers. But yeah. that doesn't mean that those one of those four are going to win it. But I think they're the four great teams.
0: I think the winner of the World Series is going to come out of the, one of those three in the AL. Uh, and each one of those each one of those teams has some deficiencies. Uh, I think the Astros at this point in the year have the fewest number of deficiencies. If the Yankees get better starting pitcher than what is on paper, or if they add somebody, I think they could become very, very tough specifically if their bats do what they're supposed to, they could hit over 300 home runs. And it wouldn't be a stretch of the imagination. They had 12 guys last year that had double-digit home runs. First time ever. That's impressive. I mean, they, they they have an impressive church softball league lineup. They they can really hit the ball. And they have the best bullpen. Pro, they have, like, the dream team of bullpens. They have one of the best bullpens ever assembled. So I'm going to pick the Yankees. Kind of a homer pick, but I have some thought and some good reasoning to why they can do it. Uh, the Red Sox are going to be an obvious wild card selection because they, they would win any other division in baseball probably uh the Astros are going to win their division uh hands down. The AL Central is the joke of baseball right now. They're yeah. they're all it it seems like they're all trying to tank for a first for a first overall pick, which people don't do in baseball, but it seems that they're doing that. The Indians probably have the most talent. They have two front-end pitchers that are really good. They still have Andrew Miller. They still have a good bullpen. They have a young superstar in Francisco Lindor. They should be the team that wins the division. I'm going to pick them as my second wild card, but I have a sneaky suspicion that they might fall apart, and I kind of hope they do. Uh, and then if they if they do fall apart and they sell out, uh, I'm, I'm actually not going to pick them as my second wild card. I'm going to pick... The Oakland A's is my second wild card because f- for favorite reason they're going to play well because they always seem to play decent. They're going to be my second wild card because I really think the Indians are just going to completely fall apart and sell everything and give up on winning the Central. I'm going to pick the Chicago White Sox as this AL Central. I don't have a good reason. They're a young team. They don't have any of those big blue chip guys that you think of kind of with like the Braves, for example. But I just feel like with such a weak division, somebody's got to win it. Maybe they're maybe they just, you know, just kind of sneak up on people and that by the end of the year they're they're leading and they're gonna get blown out by somebody in the playoffs. But that's my pick over there. Uh in the NL, the NL is so exciting. I know that you guys are probably tired of hearing me talk, but hey, it's a really, really exciting league. You have a really strong team with the Dodgers. I think just go ahead and get them out of the way. They're probably gonna win the West. Something big's gotta happen for them not to do that. But the AL Central in the Area the NL Central and the NL East. I think there's legitimately four teams in each division that could win it. Mm-hmm. In the NL Central, I think you have the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Brewers. and the, I'm going to throw in the Cincinnati Reds in there. Uh, I think all four of those teams have a really good shot of winning it. It's kind of weird to think that we were talking dynasty just a few years ago in 2016 with the Cubs, and they just kind of they've lost some of their shine. They've lost some of that swagger. All the same names are still there, other than. Chapman and David Ross, but for whatever reason, they just don't have that. got boring real quick. Yeah, just something happened to them It's uh, where they just kind of lost that shine. Uh, And uh, I think that they're going to continue to kind of go the wrong direction for whatever reason, even though they have their core together. I'm picking the Cardinals. I've talked about them a lot uh, this episode. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. I think they're going to come out of that. Uh, I think that... Uh, the Cubs have a really good shot at that wild card, uh, but I could see kind of like what you said with with Joe Madden, maybe this being his last year, maybe things just don't work out as well, and maybe they fall apart. The AL East, uh, I don't think they're as strong as the Central. I don't think they have the top-end talent, but you have the Braves that are really, really good. You have the Nationals that still have probably the best starting staff in baseball, if, aside from maybe the Red Sox. They're really, really uh, strong up front in the staff. Even though they lost Bryce Harper, they still have a strong lineup, and that SOTO guy uh, for uh, is that his name Soto? What, the, the, the rookie from last year, there was 19. plays left field, the lefty. for who? For the Nationals
1: on that one. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, what it, he was a rookie last I year. Think right. I think that um, is right. He's on a that. stud. He could have a breakout year. Uh, I still like. I've, I've mentioned the Braves. I mean, the Phillies with all the work they did on the off season. If everything comes together, they they have a real strong chance. The pick I'm going to make just because they 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 have the starting pitching and pitching is a big part of it. And they added some interesting pieces. The piece that I think. I think can help them get over the top is Robbie Cano. I am want to pick a sleeper pick in the AL East and I'm going to pick the Mets there, but I'm going to say that my second wild card, we're going to have the Cubs second wild card is going to come in there and it's going to be um, the Atlanta Braves Uh, just because they're young and they got all this talent. And if they add a couple of pieces, like I've, I've heard the same thing with Kimbrell, I haven't heard the same thing with Keuchel, but I, I could see them very well adding some extra pitching help to help them pull it over the top. And I'm going to say the Cardinals are going to work their way out of it. We're going to have an old school. You you, you purists are going to love it. I'm going we're going to have an old school Cardinals versus Yankees I can, I can in the World that. Series. I think everybody can get behind that. And I'm going to hopefully say that the Yankees win in seven uh, and bring home the last championship. So that that there you have it, guys. Your your fix has been been filled. You've been waiting since uh, October for that for that grass to get cut, for the chalk to be laid, and for baseball to come back and uh, fill that void that we had for our pastime. So we're all excited. We're going to soak up these uh, last, last week, week of, of college basketball. We're going to watch the Masters, and then we're going to get dialed in uh, to our national pastime. And
1: this is something before we stop – Um. So this is something before we stop that I want to kind of talk about is or it not just kind of bring up and then we'll stop and then we'll end it cuz I know you're tired of listening to us but if you all have any like things you disagree with us about or questions you may have that you want us to answer that you're confused about, please sing them to us. Or I got a topic. I got, I got or a topic. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if there's, if there's something for whatever
0: reason you care about what our thoughts are on it, if you, if there's a topic that you're interested in doing, we have lots, we have
1: topics for days, but we'd love to hear other people's ideas. I got a joke on Twitter this week from, you know, one of my friends from high school and, um, he said that we, he wishes we had like a call-in where he could kind of call in and kind of tell us what we were thinking. We don't have that right now because we're not live. But please, sing us your questions, concerns, you know, where you disagree with us. Where, but, so we'd love to hear that. But that's this week's edition of Talking B.S., uh, we have a really, really special show coming up. I don't know if we're going to do it next week or the week after, but it's a really special Easter show. Special. Easter special. Easter special. I'm not going to give anything away on it, but it's really just give you something to look forward to. Yeah. So this is Talking BS coming to you, and uh, enjoy the League 8 games to, tonight and tomorrow, and we will see you all very soon.